Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and every weekday I chat with today's most successful coaches, and we learn their secrets to building a thriving coaching business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today, we're joined by Dustin Matthews. Dustin transforms businesses and brands. He's the co-founder of Speaking Empire, where they teach people how to get their message out, how to monetize their message, and how to build a world-class speaking empire. Thanks for joining us today, Dustin. Well, I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Now, before we get going into more about your business, I would love it if you would tell us just a little bit about who you are and what you like to do when you're not at work. Oh, I'll start with that. I'll start with tennis. I, uh, I'm a big tennis guy. I love to play tennis and uh, I'm down in Florida. So we got a lot of clay courts, which makes it nice and easy on the body. Uh, <laughs> so that's, that's one of my passions. And, uh, I, I'm not actually getting to do a lot of that because I've got a newborn six, uh, seven weeks now and then a three year old. So, uh, not as much as I'd like, but uh, I spend my time in between tennis and, and the fam. And, uh, kind of my story of how I got started was, uh, I was, uh, afraid to actually do this, you know, be on podcasts or be in the spotlight and was essentially forced into it. And so once I discovered it, I said, wow, this is pretty powerful. And and that is speaking. And so nowadays, you know, we do podcasts and Facebook lives and all sorts of things. But uh, when I was first getting started, it was uh, speaking on a stage or in front of others in a live room Mm -hmm. and uh, was so afraid of it, uh, found a way how to not do it. And then one day, opportunity knocked again and I did it and uh, I saw the profound impact that it had on myself personally and for my business. And so I'm here today to, to share that and inspire others to do the same. Everybody loves to be inspired by people's journey. So that's going to be the first part of our conversation. We're going to focus on your coaching journey. So how long has coaching been a part of your business and how did you really get into that aspect of things? Yeah, absolutely. It's been a part of my business ever since we started this. So I, uh, I got to see coaching kind of behind the scenes. We were doing some real estate seminars and I was the marketing guy. And so I got to see the power of um, how people can, uh, you know, be mentored, how people can be coached, uh, how people can learn and experience education process with accountability, which is a, you know, a big part. And so, um, I was working for a company at the time and said, you know what? I need to go do this myself. And so I went out into the world and, uh, made my, my forage out there and, uh, ended up teaming up with the guy that had hired me. And we launched a company called Speaking Empire off of a coaching offer. And so what we did was we, we invited some people that we knew in the business, uh, speakers and authors and coaches, and we got 91 folks to show up in Tampa, Florida. And we put on a three day seminar. It was free, put on a three day seminar and we made one offer, which was a year long coaching program for $25,000. And in that room of 90, even though we had known what to do, uh, we were kind of doing this part time and weren't really paying a lot of attention. And so we got one person to sign up and I'm, I'm, I'm thankful it was one. Some people will say, well, gosh, that's not very good. Uh, uh, I'm thankful that we got one because that started the whole journey of speaking empire. And I wouldn't mm. be here today if it weren't for that person. Mm. Wow. A lot of people would consider just getting one person out of that room sort of a disappointment. And we all know that starting a business has tons of these little up and down moments. So can you talk about maybe the really the lowest low that you experienced when you were getting this business going? Well, what immediately comes to mind, and maybe I'll have some time to develop this answer as we go through, but what immediately came to mind was that first seminar uh, that we did where we invited 90 folks to uh, come out and hear what we had to say. You know, we got one person and so that, you know, 
that was good. It was a win. And, uh, the next time we did it, uh, we were still part time because we we're like, ah, we're not sure if we're going to do this. And so, uh, full time. And so we did another seminar, uh, because that's how we knew how to get customers was invite people, uh, and give content for free and invite them to sign up. And so, um, we did our next seminar and I want to say we had like less than 10 people, um, show up to that seminar trying to get our next client. And what's funny and unique is we actually had a lot less people, but we got another one. And because we knew this, like I, I'm surprised we didn't do this in the first one, but the first event, but what we did is like, we didn't just make one offer. We made other <laughs> offers as well. And so we actually made more money that second time with less than 10 people. We got another person to sign up for coaching and then we sold some other programs and services uh, there to the other attendees. And so, you know, it was a low point because when you, you see, and you're like, Oh man, you know, we had not, you know, we had 91 in the first one and we only got one client. Let's do it again. And so like when less than 10 people show up, you're like, Oh man, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's, that's where we were at. So going from 90 and then the next one was 10. Obviously there was a next seminar. Obviously you guys kept going. <laughs> yep. It, it takes consistent action. You know, a lot of people, they wonder how long do I have to work at this? And you really do have to put in a lot of that little steps, bits of consistent action before it sort of builds. So can you talk about a time when you felt like this is going to work? We finally got the momentum and we're going to be able to make this into a business. Yeah, absolutely. We, um, so after those first two, it, it, people had heard about it because we were marketing. We were doing all sorts of cool things like direct mail and, you know, email marketing. And so, you know, even if people didn't come, they were like, well, who are these speaking empire guys? And, um, we got an invitation to come speak at someone's event where we could sell our program. And so, um, it was in the real estate speaking industry. And so, um, when we got that invitation to be part of this event that was taking place, like every, almost everyone in the industry was going to be there, uh, or, or at least a lot of the influencers were going to be there because they were doing these things at the time called product launches and they were all supporting each other. And we said, wow, this is awesome. We made it. We got an invite uh, to speak there. And so, um, the invite was cool and it was like a, Hey, we've made it, but that really wasn't where I felt like we made it. I felt like we made it when we were there and my partner Dave presented at that conference and offered, you know, the things that we can do to help uh, business owners and speakers and, and, and folks. And so, um, when he sold and the response was people were signing up, that's when I knew, okay, this is legitimate. Obviously we have a ton of cash now uh, to reinvest in the business, pay ourselves. And so now let's make a go of this. And that's really when it clicked. So a lot of times people will measure their success in milestones. So what would you say so far in the time that you've been in business, what would you think has probably been your favorite achievement? Hmm. Favorite achievement. Wow, this is good. Um, favorite achievement, which is, I think it's an ego thing. And I'm real conscious now to, to keep that in mind. You know, I, I love to serve and I love to, to help people. And so um, anytime I find myself chasing stuff, this is not, not necessarily the best thing, uh, in life. And you always have to keep that in check, I, I believe. And so, you know, I think, uh, the milestone for us was, um, there's this event company called Get Motivated. And if you've ever been to, you know, a big city, there's usually a stadium there, like a sports, you know, stadium mm -hmm. or a football stadium. And so these folks, uh, called Get Motivated, uh, Peter Lowe was, was behind it at some point, uh, would go across the country and they would invite past presidents. They would invite by, you know, you know, heads of state that had retired recently. And then also yeah. they would do the local sports star of your town. So if you were in a big football town or basketball town, your favorite, 
you know, well-known local celebrity, be it the college coach or the favorite athlete on the pro team there would speak. And so um, I had always manifested or I had always said one day I, I would like to work there, work with them in some form or fashion because, you know, it was cool. They had all these heads of state and it was, it was a really great setting. And so um, we had to work at it. And so eventually we sold and it, it really did have to be sold, meaning like we had to send in documentation, we had to send in financials. And so we communicated with them and they accepted us. And so we got to do a couple tests cities around the country where my partner Dave got to speak uh, on this stage. And so Speaking Empire was represented, you know, alongside, you know, Rudy Giuliani, Lou Holt, some of the big names um, out there uh, on this circuit. And so that was a that was a big win because I'd always said one day I'm going to do it. And it didn't happen right away. It took years and years, but eventually it did. Nice. Now, before we move on to the part of the podcast that focuses on real action steps that coaches can take to start or grow their business, I'd love to know a little bit about your future. What are you most excited about creating next in your business? Oh, this is a great question. And and we are like right in the midst of it. So I am really excited for creating a curriculum. And, and what I mean by that is right now, Speaking Empire, we sell done with you experiences. And so what we found is a lot of people, they like to walk away with assets and tools in our space. And so we invite them to Tampa, Florida, where we're at, St. Pete specifically, and we do workshops with folks. And so we've been successfully selling these workshops. And so now we had this cognition, wow, to be a speaker, an author or a coach, you need a lot of different tools and resources. And eventually you need them all if you, you know your business is going to grow and you you want to aspire to be, you know, at, you know, near the top. And so we said, you know, gosh, all these people come to Speaking Empire and then they go buy from these other folks. And, and that's great, but we're losing some opportunity. So how could we provide this service? And so I said, let's build out a bigger curriculum where they have one place to shop. Uh, so obviously they can leverage the power of, of discount. They can leverage the power of our process and systems and customer service. And so I'm really excited excited to be developing year two and year three for someone that's in the space uh, that just wants to take their business to the next level. Very cool. Now, this is the part of the conversation that really gets into what's working right now in business. So one of the things that coaches love to talk about is the different ways there are to make money online and offline, you know, be it, <laughs> be it the coach that just loves to do one-on-one -on -one clients and they want a full roster of that all the way to the person that really just loves to be creative and they like to have books and courses and workshops and speaking engagements and, and a whole list of things that they love to get out and do. So how are you guys generating revenue in your business? Well, uh, it's, what's quite ironic is we're called speaking empire. And so we, we quite frankly, we do a lot of speaking, uh, and we leverage this, this concept mallet of, of one to many. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, that doesn't, that doesn't mean like we don't do one to one. We don't pick up the phone. We don't do email marketing. Um, but what we really love to do is invite folks to experiences or events in, um, in hotels or here in our, our building. And so we invite people in and we give them massive value. Like we give away the goods, we give them the farm, we give them our secret sauce. And we recognize that, you know, a lot of people are going to take that knowledge and do nothing. Some people are going to take that knowledge and go out and get some wins. But the, what we find is they'll come back to us. They're like, Oh my gosh, you know, I didn't invest with you, but I, 
I went out and listened to what you said. I had a speaking gig or I did this and, and we got some results. And then the other thing too is a lot of people are so inundated nowadays that they just, they want help. They want handholding. And so we get it. And so, um, that's what we do at Speaking Empire to really, uh, get a lot of, of clients and customers. And so we speak and hold our own events and then we like to speak at others. And what coaches may not know is that, you know, if you don't get an invitation to speak somewhere, it doesn't mean you can't speak there. You can often ask, uh, to do a pay to play model, which is, Hey, if I buy lunch for all the, the folks that are at your event, or if I do a bonus session, um, how much would that cost? You know, is that, is that availability? Or what if I gave you, you know, $2,500, uh, to help you with your event expenses and did a little breakout? And so you can actually buy your way into certain environments, just like you would invest in marketing. And so, um, we're big fans, of course, of speaking. <laughs> Well, what if a coach was wanting to get more experience in speaking? What if that was something that they wanted to get started doing in their business? What would be a first step for them? Well, I think the easiest thing is to to call you up, Millette, and uh, beg and plead and, and figure out a way to d- deliver value to you so they could get on a podcast. It, it's one of my favorite strategies that I actually, I just started embracing because I've, you know, I've got a book out and I've been doing a lot of these and I said, wow, this is a great platform to test material out, engage, get some feedback. And so just like Chris Rock or your favorite comedian goes around the country, you know, and you see him on HBO or you see him, you know, in front of these, you know, stadiums of people. What most folks don't realize is they, they actually practice their material in like little dive joints and they don't want to, you know, they don't want to be known because they're, they're trying their material there. And then if it, it lands, then they incorporate it into their big national show. And so I'm actually really hot and heavy right now on, on podcasting, whether you, you know, call up people that have a host, uh, have a show and get on or you, or you hold your own. That's one of my favorite ways. Um, to test it. The other way is just to go down and um, go to your local Toastmasters to one, if you if you have that anxiety before you get up, just to, to work on that. Or two, if you're a little more forward, is figure out who every uh, every place that your ideal client is is hanging out where you could get clients and figure out what do I have to do to build value for that promoter or that person putting on the event. And when you think about it that way, uh, you, the, the whole world opens up because sometimes it's money. Sometimes it's joint venture. Sometimes it's the spotlight. And so if you can help them do that, you know, you can get yourself in front of your audience a lot easier than, than people imagine. Mm-hmm. So I like the idea of getting out and just talking to people. What about, you know, for coaches who have always just done the one on one thing, mm-hmm. how do you get started with a message that you would present to people or, or how do you how do you get started when you know maybe you know what your message is but you don't know exactly how to connect that message to say the rotary club or the chamber of commerce or how do you how do you figure out what that little connection is so that you can go to someone and say hey this is what i can speak on and it's going to fit the people that you have it's going to fit them this way well, Millette, that's a good question. I got, I got two answers for that and they're, they're both different. So, so one is research and, and this kind of has like two answers in, inside of this one. So <laughs> research is, you know, like if you have your own list or your own clients, you would survey them, you know, like what is it that you want to know most in, in the world or what is it that's ch- uh, challenging you or plaguing you in business or in life and figure out, you know, survey is the best thing because it's your clients telling you that. Now, the other side of research is, you know, if you are speaking at the local Kiwanis or, you know, whatever event that, that you may be looking at is figuring out, okay, who goes there? And so a lot of event places have a page and you can read the copy. You can also find a Facebook page and you can kind of gauge, okay, what are these people talking about? Who are these kind of folks? And so um, the big thing is you got to do your research and t- 
terms of figuring out what the market wants, because it all comes back to what I said earlier, which is value. You've got to put value in front of them um, in order for them to want to move forward with you, whether that's put you on a stage or become your client. And so research number one, um, I don't think a lot of people spend enough time engaging and doing research. Mm. And then the second part of this is what I call the irresistible offer. So I've created this thing called irresistible offer architecture, and it says that any message or presentation that you give should have some sort of offer. And Millet, I know that, you know, some people listening in, you know, they're in corporate and they can't, you know, sell from the stage uh, or some people go to an association environment and they can't be as forward as in other environments. And so despite that, we as coaches, speakers, authors, whatever your label is, you, we should be thinking about what's the action our audience wants us to teach, uh, to take, you know, because as a coach, you know, without action, without motivating our clients to, to get into some form of action, nothing happens. And so I think about lead generation, you know, you, you know, mm-hmm. collecting leads if you can't sell, setting an appointment or a strategy session, which is all the vogue now, you know, that term, you know, but just setting an appointment, um, you know, with the people in the audience or three, actually just being as bold if you can and just selling your product or service or selling the first session. And so when you reverse engineer based on your research, what you believe the audience wants, and then you make that offer, it's going to be a lot more productive than just trying to teach and just give massive value and hope that they'll come. You got to tell them what to do, what that next step is. Right. So after people put in a little bit of time and they do the research and they know they're going to know going in or they should find this out going in if they're going to be allowed to make a pitch or to make an offer. Mm-hmm. And then when they get in and they, they do their workshop or they do their, their talk, your idea or you, something that you said earlier was to, to make multiple offers. So can you talk a little bit about how somebody would work in multiple offers into just a, a speech or a workshop that they're going to present to a group? Yeah, absolutely. This is a great question. So you've got the gig, right? And it it may be in front of a room or it it can be on Facebook Live. Uh, It can be, you know, on a webinar if you do it. So just you're in front of, you know, just envision you're in front of somebody uh, in front of an audience virtually or or live. And so what I like to do is number one is usually I'm using slides of some sort because I like to demonstrate and show things. And so naturally when you show slides, uh, people want them uh, as long as you're giving value. So number one is when you present, you know, towards the beginning of your presentation, to alleviate, you know, them having to write so much, I would all, I would always say, Hey, listen, if you want a copy of my slides, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take out your cell phone right now. And I want you to text whatever offer to seven, six, four, three, whatever the, the, the medium is. And so number one is I like to do SMS because everyone has their mobile phone. And so what happens is, is I, I, I stop my talk and I say, listen, I'm going to give you my slides, but I never stop there. I say, listen, I'm going to give you my slides. I'm going to give you a couple of tools to implement on these di- ideas and execute a whole lot quicker. And so people are like, oh, wow, this is awesome because you know, people are tired of just ideas. They always feel like overloaded. So I get them excited about it. And I tell them to take out their cell phone. And then I ask them for their name, phone number, and email. And I use a software called Fix Your Funnel or call loop. And so this allows me to lead generate and and give people value. Number two, which is my favorite, I'm just implementing this now. And this has been mainly on Facebook lives that we've done. You can actually get people to opt in to Facebook messenger. So if you have a fan page, you can tell people just like I told them to go to their cell phone, 
you can tell them, go to Facebook and type in the word Millette. And when they do, it's going to send you this awesome, you know, kick butt PDF of, you know, how to grow your coaching business. Mm -hmm. And so some people will go there and essentially they're opting in. And so that's another way to engage and build your list. So I'm doing it through SMS and email. I'm doing it through um, Facebook. We use a program called manychat.com, manychat. And then finally, if I can, I will do an offer at the end. So I'll, you know, I'll give them another bonus for using mini chat. And then at the very end, I'll say, Hey, listen, if you want to figure out a way for us to work together and get massive value in a copy of my book, um, what I want you to do is go to this link or go to the back of the room and just fill out this piece of paper and we'll sit down for a session to get together and talk and chat. And so it, Right there, I've made three different offers because I know that some people aren't going to want to move forward. Some people aren't going to want to, you know, sit down with me because they, they feel like I'm going to sell them something. Uh, and I get that. Like they're just meeting me. And so I want to meet them where they're at, whether that's on their email or Facebook, if they like that, or if they're, in, you know, in pain and they need my help, then I can make a call to action to come sit down with me and have a conversation with that person right away. Now, you've mentioned a couple of times that you're an author. Do you recommend if coaches have books that they take their books to the workshops that they're putting on? Or do you recommend that they try to, to sell books or give away books? Absolutely. All the above. Uh, so okay. I'll, I'll break it down though. So you should always have your book and, and I'm not, Millette, I'm not a braggadocious guy. So like, I'm never going to sit here and say how awesome I am. And I made this award. However, I understand that some people need to see that. Uh, I understand that credibility is important. Authority is important. So I will bring a couple copies of my book and I will make reference to the book and then I will give it away. When you give something away, it really allows the audience to be okay with you, like talking about it and selling it. So I might say, you know, guys, Guys, I just put this amazing book together. You know, I'm going to be proud on it because, you know, it, it's my creation and I, it's a lot of work. And so, uh, and so I put all these resources in it. Who here would like a copy of it? And well, everyone wants like something free. So then it allows you to really talk about it without like them thinking, oh gosh, is he here just to pitch his book? Like, cause now they want it. So the answer is yes. And in my opinion, you should give it away to enact the law of reciprocity. You should give it away just to pay it forward. Um, and you could sell your book, but oftentimes as a coach, I find that, you know, the money's not in the book. The money's in, you know, coaching or the next program or something. And so I like to include a, a copy of my book in with my offer if I'm selling something, an autograph copy. Or sometimes I'll use it as a bribe like I just did at this last event. I'll say, listen, if you will sit down with me and uh, chat about what's possible, this is for somebody that, you know, is going to be speaking in the next six months. If you want to sit down with me, I'm happy to give you a copy of my book for free. So I, yes, I'm paying, you know, five to 10 bucks um, to give them a copy. But for me, I think about, well, gosh, if I had to pay marketing to get someone to sign up for a strategy session, that's going to cost more than five to 10 bucks. So that's how I think of using the book. So I guess one question then that I have is if somebody is in a position where maybe they don't have a ton of marketing dollars to spend, is there a point where you say or where you think about, okay, I've given away 50 books and I haven't converted anybody to come in and coach with me. Do you test the waters a little bit and see if that works before you just go all in and start giving your book away? Is that a good idea still to give that book away to everybody that, that you're able to sit down with? 
with, or should you do five books or 10 books, something like that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, what I want to say is like, I want you to think long-term and I know, listen, I've been there where, uh, you know, I'm six figures in debt and like making decisions of like, oh gosh, you know, I don't want to get 50 books away because that'll put me further in debt at this point in time. So I get that. But I also just want to preface for folks to think long-term, you know, like Mm -hmm. if you're going to be a coach and you love what you do and you're going to be around, play the long-term game. Now with that said, I'll go right to the tactical. So I would say if you are on a tight budget, I would say for the first five people, you know, I've only got five books with me to hear today and I would leverage that scarcity big time. Mm. What I would do though, if you get six, seven or eight in the back of the room or on a webinar and you're like, listen, I'm out of books, I would say, hey, listen, um, I don't have any more books at this current time. However, I want you to still sign up. And what I will do is when I get more books, I will mail it to you. And so you have to bet a little bit on yourself, right? Mm-hmm. But, but that, that really does help the audience because if you're number six and you like, you wanted the book and you know, like you, you don't want to create a bad experience because then when right. you go to do the sit down or the strategy session, you're in trouble a little bit. You're behind. So yes. I will leverage that. Um, the other thing that you can do is something digital, although I'm very, very in, in favor of putting something physical in people's hands, especially mm-hmm. if they're not millennials, because, um, if they're not millennials, they grew up with books. They rep, you know, there's something to having a book laying on someone's desk. They can touch it. They can look at it and it, it, it stays around more. So I get it. And I would say, you know, if you're giving out 50 books and, and you're not getting a return, uh, number one is you got to look at your sales, your own sales messaging. <laughs> right. Right. Or number two is maybe we should qualify a little bit more. And, and you say, listen, you know, for those of you that want to do a sit down or would like to explore with me, all I ask is that, you know, you are in business, you've done at least six figures because, you know, I really can empower those people at that point. If you're just getting started, I'm really not your guy or your gal. And so I would say if you aren't converting, look at the qualification if you're qualifying them and then also look at your sales conversation. Now, since we're talking about books, I did a little bit of research on you, and I know that you've got a book coming out with somebody that I really enjoy, Dan Kennedy, and I was wondering if you could talk about it just a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I, my, my kind of joke about this is, you know, for those that don't know Dan, Dan is a uh, one of the top paid copywriters in the world. So the official book title is The No BS Guide to Powerful Presentations. Yeah. That's that's where I typically stop, but it continues because, you know, Dan's a copywriter and he gets paid by the word apparently. <laughs> uh, and it says the ultimate no holds barred plan to selling anything with webinars, online media, speeches, and seminars, which is quite a mouthful. We'll just say No BS Guide to Powerful Presentations. And um I wrote the book with Dan because uh, he actually got me started 13 years ago when I read one of his earlier marketing books, and that put me on this path. And so I've been a, a lifelong student of marketing and speaking, which essentially is the same thing. It's just words on paper, words out of our mouth that get people into action. And so I was initially afraid to speak and found a legal loophole to get out of public speaking in college. Um, <laughs> seriously. And, uh, I found a, a loophole. And, uh, for me, I had been chasing a girl in high school and I had taken a class that she was in. It was extracurricular, meaning I didn't have to be there. And it was called Model United Nations. And so because I had taken that class, I got the teacher to write me a note and I got out of it. And so now I teach other people to, to speak. And so my hope, my goal is that I get and inspire people to get out there and speak. 
can it can be publicly in front of people or Facebook Live or Snapchat or whatever your medium is. But you know, if you will step into the spotlight, sort of say, uh, it can have amazing benefit. And I know people have fear around it, just like I did. And so the book is not just about that. It's about well, how do you create the message that gets people into action? And so that's the real premise. And it doesn't matter which media that you use, infomercials, webinars, you know, seminars. There's a formula, and we we talk about that in the book. Mm, nice. Now, speaking of all those strategies, one thing, and I think you alluded to this before, one thing that coaches love to talk about is how to get somebody on that strategy call, how to book a discovery session, you know, how to grow their business. So what would you say is your favorite strategy for bringing brand new clients into your business? Oh, my favorite one that came up right as you were asking was webinars. Mm. So let me talk about that. So, uh, and I'm not even giving a coaching example. We have, uh, friends and also clients in the franchise, franchising space. And so I want people to get present. A franchise, like, that's some big money, meaning that you got to buy the rights from the store. And typically you have to actually develop a store. Like you got to put money into construction, you know, mm-hmm. with, with most of these franchises now. So they run a, uh, a franchise called Iron Tribe, which is like a CrossFit, but much better, of course. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a rapidly growing, uh, franchise. And so what they do was they had a sales manager who was having conversations with everybody that was interested. And, um, they were having this conversation with everyone that was interested and he was spending, spinning his wheels and spending a lot of time, um, with these. And so what they did was, is they put together a webinar and they made people watch it that were interesting and they would qualify him. So now the sales manager didn't have to speak to anybody until they had watched the whole webinar, which was over an hour long and then filled out an application. And so in terms of like, wasting time with people and talking Mm -hmm. to unqualified leads like this is a good thing and i think every coach can relate to you know having the wrong client or speaking to the wrong people once in their life and so i love the strategy because they have this webinar that runs all the time and essentially they sit down with the people that have like gone through you know one or two steps and that person is a lot more motivated and a lot more you know down the road than just somebody that just jumps on a on a session so that's one of my favorite ways of generating uh, a strategy session or discovery recession. Hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. That's a that's a great suggestion because I know that I hear a lot of people talk about, you know, how how to to qualify these folks before you invest you know, and I don't know, some people even will do a, a one hour discovery call, you know, 50, 30 minute discovery call, you know, before you put a lot of time into someone who's just going to get to the end and say, eh, I just don't have the money or it's just not not in the budget right now. Yep. That sounds like a really great way to to get a lot of that filtered out so that you're really just talking to the people that are are at least, you know, ready to go if if you're a good match. So Absolutely. Qualifications the key to you know, better sales and and then less frustration for sure. Knowing what you know now about building up a successful business, what would you say is the first thing that somebody should do if they're really interested in growing their business? Or or maybe even what do you wish you had done first? <laughs> Get started sooner. Um, for sure. I'm speaking to myself on that one. I, I believe what I see in the marketplace is they're not making offers. And so I completely re- re- resonate with this one because there's a little perfectionist inside of me that, uh, oh, it's not ready yet. Uh, and so I've been paralyzed in the past by this little perfection animal inside of me. And um, I would say get out there to the market with something to sell or something to offer. And so I know I sat on the sidelines for the longest time. And, and here's here's why this is a challenge. Now, 
let me take a step back. I'm not I'm not advocating being sloppy or putting out a bad product here. I want to I want to be clear about that. But what I see a lot of people do is they have great material, but they they want to be perfect. And and the challenge with that is you know we can sit here in a room. Uh, talking, you know, we can interview people, but until you take it to market and make somebody buy it or get, you know, make an offer and they say yes or no, then you don't really truly know what's going to motivate them. And so you can do focus groups in case, you know, and talk to people, but you know, unless you like ask them to vote with their wallet, it's a different between opinion and, and actual activity. And so the, the one thing I would say is get your offer out there, however you have to get it, meaning go knock on a hundred doors and have conversations with people and make an offer, uh, you know, go get a speaking gig or a speak, go on a Facebook live. And so I just, I want to really hone in. There's, there's a lot of things to do, but I want to see people make more offers, more coaches and, and, and even speakers make an offer for something. How do you feel about people giving away sessions or giving away coaching? Do you think that that's a good idea when people get started or is that something to avoid? It, it can be a good idea to do it. The one thing around this question, I feel it, Millette, I feel, I feel why you're asking this question. The one thing is it has to be sold. So just because it's a free session doesn't mean it's going to be any easier for you to sign people up. And if you do find it easier, then you're really going to get yourself into trouble because oftentimes when people sign up for something free, they don't value it. And so I know that sounds counterintuitive to your question. So the answer is yes, you can give it away for free, but I still want you to sell it and I want you to build the value and I want you to give them the number one thing. you got to give them a reason why you're doing it for free. And the reason why... For this. See, I'm giving you a reason why. <laughs> uh, the reason why is I think back to the Xerox uh, copier study. And so if you don't know this one, it's a classic one where basically in an office environment, they had someone cut the line of people that were making copies. So they sent one person in and of course, everyone was not happy and thrilled with that person. However, <laughs> they sent another person into a different group and they said, listen, cut the line, but give them this reason. Like I need to make a reason. Uh, I need to make a copy because I need to make a copy. And so they did this and the reason is horrible. Uh, but nonetheless, <laughs> the person gave that reason. And when they interviewed the people on that line, you know, they were still not as thrilled, but you know, a lot, a lot more people were sympathetic because they gave them a reason, you know, like they invested the time, even the reason was bad. And so people want justification. People want value. Like they want to understand that. And so what I would say is if you are going to do a free session, still sell it and say, listen, normally this would cost X, but because I'm here, because I have a deal, find a reason I'm willing to give this away for the first three people that will sign up and commit to showing up. And so you don't have to be cheesy about it, um, but you do have to sell them on it because if not, they're not going to treat it with value. So my, my final answer is yes, and do it with value uh, behind it. Nice. What, what should be the next thing that I do? Should I, should I try to write a book? Should I try to develop my speaking? You know, should I try to invest in learning how to do webinars? What would be, what would be the next step for, for someone who's just doing that one-on-one -on -one coaching, but they really want to build their brand. They want to get, you know, they want to make a larger business of it. This is a, this is a great question. So number one by far strategy is you should be asking for referrals. So if you've got, uh, this may sound crass, but live bodies, right? Like you actually have clients in front of you, like ask them, like, and, and some people have hangups about this. Uh, and so number one, like that's the easiest thing because one, there's no marketing costs and two, they're easier to sell. So like if Millette introduces, uh, introduces someone to me because they have a relationship with Millette, it, it, it's transferring. And so I don't need to warm them up and give them an hour talk. And so it's easier. So number one is, is referral. 
referrals. Um, I know most people won't in, enjoy that answer. They want a little more meat on the bone than that. And I, I get it. So, you know, just like a chiropractor's answer is going to be crack his back and, you know, the, you know, bricklayer is going to say, well, you, you need to put more bricks in your house or, or you know, put out a, a path, you know, driveway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would say speaking. And, and the reason why I like this is, is one to many. Um, so what I mean by that is figure out a way to find who the influencers are. So if you are a health coach, great. Who in your town is putting together health expos that has the list? Figure out who the influencers are and figure out how to divide values or how to uh, give value. So research, back to research, right? Figure out who the, the people are in your own. And then what is the value you can bring to them? Is it to give them money? Is it to volunteer at their event? Is it to, you know, critique their website and give them, you know, some, something of value? Is it to give one of their clients a a free coaching session, whatever you got to do to get your foot in the door would be my thing. And the reason why is I can, sure, I can tell you go on Facebook and run some ads, but this is one that may take a little more time, just a little bit more, but it'll have compound effect. And so I love to target the influencers and, and, and go that way because it can really skyrocket your business. So rather than do little small activities, leverage this one and it can really, it can really make a big difference. So collaborations, are those a, a good thing? I mean, it sounds like collaborating with influencers is a great idea. What about just collaborating with other people in the in the business? Maybe even someone you might look at a little bit as competition. Yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's weird in, in our industry or in my space, you know, speakers, um, there's a little bit of ego. Uh, you know, I think with podcasts too and authors, you know, we all have a healthy ego, some, some healthier than others, I'll say. <laughs> and so there's this like, Hey, you know, well, we do the same thing. So like, you know, we ought not do stuff together. And I've, I haven't had that mindset. I've had, how can we work together? And so the answer is absolutely like right now, I'm looking for people to bring on here at Speaking Empire because I know I'm not not good at creating intro videos. I know what my people need. I know that I'm not a, an author instructor. And so I need someone on the team or outside the team here that I can bring in to introduce. And so the answer is, yeah, you should, you should figure out a way to create what Chet Holmes calls the dream 100 list. Who are the, all the top 100 people in your realm that could make a difference, that have influence, that have an audience, and then figure out a marketing strategy or a value strategy uh, to give to them. And so um, I know I went back to influence there, but um, I would say, yes, always be looking for those opportunities. And I'll put a little cherry on top here. <laughs> um, look for ways to partner with your clients. Sometimes that makes sense. Um, sometimes that means taking a step back and saying, well, rather than just try to get every client, maybe I ought to just target in on this. And so like, if you look at us, we have teamed up with some of our clients to do events like Russell Brunson, uh, Rich Sheffrin, uh, Ann McIndoo, an author's coach. So she has an audience of authors. We have speakers. And so it makes sense to put them both in the same room and cross sell. And mm-hmm. so all of our clients, um, you know, aren't a fit, but for the ones that do come across, we say, well, how can we partner with them? Nice. So what would be a great way for if a coach has never partnered with anybody before? I mean, if this, if somebody's listening to this and they're just like, wow, I mean, that sounds like an amazing idea, but I don't know how to, 
I wouldn't even know the first thing to say to someone. What would be that? <laughs> what would be that first thing to say? How do you open up that conversation with somebody? I always think about value. So what I would say is if you can do it, get in the environment. So if this person is someone of influence or just someone that like you think could be a good JV, go to their event or meet them for coffee, uh, with the value thing. Like I have some ideas that I think would be of value to you and you come to give, like not pitch them on your JV or what you think you could do together, but just really stop and say, listen, and, you know, these are the things that I think you could consider doing in your business to really grow because I've seen this person do it and I've seen this person do it. The other thing I would be thinking about is, you know, with LinkedIn and social back to research, figure out who their friends are and who they're connected with. And you can find that a lot easy uh, or easier now because of all the, you know, social media platforms. So do your mm-hmm. research and figure out who do you know that could introduce you. And I'm not talking like a LinkedIn introduction, but like, Hey, I know Millette knows this person. And so this person knows this person. And so get on the phone and ask for that introduction because that's going to make life a whole lot easier. And so when you do that and you, one, get introduced by someone they know, and then two, just deliver on value, slow play it. Don't go in for the kill. Um, <laughs> look for something that could be valuable. It could be something in their personal life. Like someone sent me a tennis racket and tennis balls one day at a seminar. Like they sent it to the hotel and they left me a note. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, like that stuff works on me. And so that was one way. Another way is some guys like, listen, I think you, you misspelled something on your website. Do this. And I said, Oh, thanks. I really appreciate that. You know, and I come from a, what can I do to help you? Doesn't mean they're going to do that, but you just got to get your foot in that door. Um, and the best way to do that is, is think about the value that you can provide to them. Great. Dustin, this has been so good. I have learned so much from you in this 40 minutes that we've been chatting. So I'd love to finish up now with the final five rapid fire questions. All right, let's do it. All right. What is one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable? Student, being a student, education. What is one quality that you think every successful coach needs to develop? Oh, I can't use the same answer, can I? <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> okay, so be, uh, being a student and, uh, oh, man, I really like that answer. But I also think action. So mm-hmm. reading ideas, getting exposed to new things, but immediately acting on it and getting further down the road. Nice. That's good. Recommend one book that's had a big impact either on your business or on your life. Never Eat Alone by uh, Keith Ferrazzi. It's about networking and and how to connect with influencers and and just build value for people. Mm. Give us an online resource that you think coaches would love to use in their business and that you couldn't do business without. Uh, Oh, wow. Infusionsoft just popped into my head. Uh, I think about it from a marketing perspective. So you've got to have a relationship with your database. And so organize them in Infusionsoft or iContact or something else and and just deliver value. Finally, if the listeners want to connect with you, if they have gotten so much value out of this interview, and I know they have, and they want to know more about Speaking Empire, how do they get in touch? What social platforms are you on? What's your website? How do they connect? All right, Millette, I'm going to be a little forward here because I, I I believe I've delivered value. So uh, number one is the book. I've got a new book out. And uh, even if you're interested in the conversation of speaking to get clients, uh, check out nobspresentations.com. It's got the book there and, and links to all the, the sites to get them. However, the big thing is there's tools and resources that will help you implement. So if you've got a gig coming up, if you're going to be on a Facebook Live, if you're going to be interviewed, go check 
check that out. And then if you like what we're up to at Speaking Empire, the workshops and meeting influencers and, and folks of that nature, um, check out speakingempire.com. And I am on Facebook as well. And I am accessible, uh, which doesn't mean though I'm going to answer in two seconds, but you know, I, I do, in, <laughs> I do love the thrill of engaging and, and debating. So, uh, come hang out. Perfect. Dustin, this has been awesome. I will get all of those resources and everything, all the links on the show notes page. I've absolutely loved this conversation and I want to thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you, Millette. This has been awesome. This is a great way for me to start the day uh, and I'm really excited and I hope other people will you know, listen to this and take action. And so thanks for having me on and thanks for listening in. Thanks for joining us on the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. Be sure to head over to the website at unstoppablecoach.co where you can grab the show notes and check out all the resources and the links to the guest website and social sites. And be sure you join us every weekday when I interview another successful coach and we learn their secrets to building an unstoppable coaching business.